Hi everybody, this is Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, day 72. It's now been 29 weeks, two days, since I began this grand experiment where I podcast about my thoughts and feelings about compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. And today I'm back down to my local park for another hybrid bonus episode where I'm gonna spend the first part just kind of walking and talking through my stress. Because Brave Companions, the last few days have been incredibly filled with stress and angst, and I'm going to walk around here and talk about it instead of heading for the chip, so that's good. But because you might be subject to so much bitching and moaning today, I'm going to mix it up with some really fun things. Even before I listen to Josh Woodward's beautiful song, I'm Letting Go, I'm going to listen to this encouraging phone call from Sarah from Wisconsin. Hi, Lori, this is Sarah from Wisconsin. Just wanted to say hello, and yes, I am listening to your podcast. Um, They have been helping me to really think a lot more, um, you know, closely and and know my compulsiveness, what's going on there. Um, It's just been really helpful. I I do go out and um, listen while I'm walking, and um, thank you for your encouragement. It's just good, and I also like your funny stories. Have a great day. Bye. Well, now that I'm a little bit encouraged, I'm going to stop and think about what I want to tell you about my stressful time. We'll listen to Josh. I'll let something go. When I make it to my podcast rock here at the park, Helen from the UK used a speak pipe to tell us a joke on foolish fun. I'm so excited. And then Brave Companion Suze has been posting some great links some great links to inspiring songs on Facebook. I'm going to tell you more about that. And Kendra the librarian has a really good question for us all that she posted on day 70, and I'm going to use my time on the podcast Rock to ponder that. And also, I'm going to play a phone call from brave companion Diane the Champion, who was so brave that she called us right after she had a binge to let us know what she was going to do next. So stay tuned, brave companions, and I'll be right back. But I'm letting go. I'm letting go. It's a Thank you, Josh, for that inspirational snippet of I'm Letting Go. And everybody, you've all probably been listening to this show for a while, but in case you are brand new on day 72 this day, know that the theme song that we listen to is by Josh Woodward, and I put the link to his website on every single set of show notes where you can download I'm Letting Go for free. Anyway, as I was listening to Josh and thinking about my stressful day, I'm thinking, what can I let go? It's easy enough to say I'm going to let go of stress, but that doesn't always happen, right? So I'm not going to say I'm letting go of stress. You can't eliminate stress from your life. But what I think I can let go of 
is that I need to do something about it right now, this minute, when something goes wrong. I'm someone who really, really, really wants to cross that to-do list off. And if there's a disaster, I want it fixed toot sweet right now, immediately, as soon as possible. And I am not happy. My compulsive mind cannot rest one bit until the situation is resolved. And brave companions, sometimes not every situation can be resolved immediately. You know, the thing that is most stressful to me isn't even the fact that I might have to do many, many, many things in order to resolve a stressful situation. What's most stressful to me is when I feel roadblocked or uncertain or like I have no clue at all what I can do to make the situation better. And that is something that kind of happened to me a couple days ago as soon as I posted show 71. I don't want to be too technical, but just to understand that the way a podcast works is besides me coming out here and recording the show and trying to get the best sound as I can and to get my thoughts together, after I go home and I edit this show together so that you've got Josh and you've got the bravery phone calls and you've got little sound effects or whatever else goes into the show, that all turns into a show file. And that media file I upload to my media host. Then, whether you're listening to Compulsive Overeating Diary on iTunes, on my own, on my own website, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, wherever you're listening, you're listening to a feed, a piece of code that is pointing to that media file, okay? So it doesn't matter where you want to listen to the show, you need to have your software point to that media file so that the show can play. And what happened in the course of uploading show 71 is I was adjusting the feed there at my media host. Something went horribly wrong and it basically trashed all of the links to all of my files and I watched my files disappear like dominoes. And this happened probably, oh, maybe five o'clock at night. <laughs> okay, so on Pacific time. So it's not like every tech support person in the world is going to be around that time of day, but I'm looking at a situation where my show is now dead. Wherever you go, whatever link you're clicking, unless you had happened to download the show to your own computer prior to this event, you were going to get a streaming error. You were not going to get the show. So, as you can imagine, this was pretty darn stressful to me. So I went immediately to my media host to see like what levels of tech support are available. Because sometimes when you go to get tech support, you might have to send an email or go through a ticketing system or sometimes for extra money, you can call a person something. And when I got there, the only thing that was really available was sending a help ticket request in. And the only priority that I could set was normal. 
So I didn't even have a way of saying, hey guys, this is really, really important and it's happening right now. So I kept searching around all over the site to see if there was any other way that I could get a contact to put this disaster closer to the top of the list. Couldn't find anything. So I went onto Twitter and I tweeted there to them to see if anyone could give me some help. And I'll have to say that was a good plan because the person who is on the other end of my media host Twitter account said that they would, you know, escalate and forward this to the tech support, but there was no time frame. In the meantime, my eyeballs are bugging out of my head because I absolutely am now realizing just how bad this actually is. And I could see that I was getting nothing but automated responses from the, from the tech support of my media host. I'm going like, this is not good. So as an experiment, I thought, well, what would happen if I reload show 71? Will that fix it? Okay, so I saw that when I did that, show 71 was again okay. So I'm thinking, great, I can just reload some of these shows and see what happens. So I got about six of them up and then it stopped me because it said I'm out of space. Now, as I mentioned to you before, I have a certain amount of space that I can upload shows to every month. And the old shows, they just sit there on the servers and you can listen to them and they don't cost me anything. The old shows had already been paid for in the month that I uploaded them, right? Only now they're all gone or unusable. And I can't do a darn thing, not one darn thing. So I'm sitting there now, probably nine o'clock at night with maybe six shows that work broken links in iTunes, broken links in other places, broken links on my own website. And I am just so overwrought. I'm getting in fights with Mark because I'm being bitchy. He's getting in fights with me because he's just had enough of this. And he said, honey, there's nothing you can do. Why don't you go to sleep and tomorrow something will appear. And I'm like, what do you mean go to sleep? How am I supposed to go to sleep knowing that this is all broken and there is nothing I can do and I can't get a hold of anybody and there is nothing that I can do. So I have to admit that some of my email communications were not that effective because I was pretty darn pissed. In fact, poor brave companion Sandy started texting me when I was going through this to say some thank yous and to say some nice things. And I'm like, oh, life is horrible. I hate everything. Get out of here. So Sandy was getting <laughs> like my text rant. She just happened to text at the wrong moment and got my text rant. So I must say thank you, Sandy, for your support because she texted me back nice, calming things and supportive things. And I'm sorry you're going through it. And I'm here for you if you need anything. That kind of good text thing. <laughs> but I, mean, I really, really had a meltdown. I honest to goodness was like, okay, 
I've had enough. I'm exhausted. I'm physically exhausted. I'm emotionally exhausted. I now have 71 episodes that are all screwed the heck up. That is a lot of files to deal with, a lot of things to deal with, and I absolutely have no clue if this is going to be down for a week, two days, there's no phone numbers, there's nothing at all that I can do. So it finally came to that whole letting go process, right? There just is not anything at all that I could do, nothing, nothing at all. So the next morning after I had slept not so very well, I sent an email to another media host, described the situation and asked, what would it take to start up with you? <laughs> I thought I'd need to at least have a plan B. And that person wrote me back right away, which I really enjoyed. And so I felt better, at least I have a plan B. And in the meantime, my original media host wrote back and said, we're going to make your your media storage for a, a little while unlimited so that you will be able to re-upload all of these shows that you had without having to wait every single month or pay a lot of money to have enough space available in this one month so that you can get your show back. So I thought that was kind of them, but that's what I did yesterday. Literally, from the time they notified me that my storage was released, from 9 a.m. till well after midnight, I was uploading all of the episodes of Compulsive Overeating Diary again. And that's how I found out I have a lot of episodes. And even just listening to the first minute of each one to test them as I put them up on my own website, Man, it took me back. What a long and crazy journey this has been. So binge listeners, I kind of mini binge listened down memory lane in that one day, touching base with every one of the shows that I had done. Now, once I'm done doing this show, which I'm doing kind of as a test, because I want to publish it, I want to make sure that I feel confident that my media is going to be okay going forward. That's what I want to do. So if this show goes live and all is well, then I'll be able to relax a little bit more. But see, Mark was right. Getting myself all in a knot, the night that this happened didn't do me any good except cause me to be a very stressful person to be around for all concerned. And so I kind of took that as a lesson. If there's nothing I can do about it right now, there's nothing I can do about it right now. So I might as well breathe, listen to Josh, or go have some fun. Okay, Brave Companions, stay tuned. I'm about to the podcast rock, and I'll be right back. Something I did for fun today is I actually put on a different straw hat than I usually wear. I actually have a huge collection of straw hats because when Mark and I used to go to Disneyland or to the beach or places, I would forget my hat 
and I need to wear a hat, and so I have many, many emergency hats in my closet. And I thought this one was kind of cute. So the selfie of today, if you go to compulsiveovereatingdiary.com slash day72, you'll get to see the picture of me in this other straw hat than you're used to seeing. And that was kind of fun to cheer myself up. And speaking of being cheered up, I am so friggin' delighted. I am over the moon happy because Helen from the UK used SpeakPipe and sent me this really great joke. So everyone, please enjoy this outstanding version of Foolish Fun with Helen. <laughs> Lori presents <laughs> Foolish Fun. <laughs> the feature where messing up is just part of the act. <laughs> Hello, Lori. This is Helen wanting to take part in Foolish Fun. This is a joke uh, told by a comedian that has been voted the funniest at this year's Edinburgh's Fringe Festival in the UK. Here we go. I decided to sell my hoover where well, it was just collecting dust. <laughs> Thank you. And if you love to be foolish too, call the Bravery Hotline. Thank you, Helen. That was such a perfect joke. I laughed so hard, and actually, I got that joke right in the middle of all of this falderall that I was going through. And I gotta tell you, hearing that joke just brightened my mood. And hearing your wonderful voice really made me smile. So thank you so much, Helen, for using SpeakPipe and sending me that cool, foolish fun. Now, on to another topic. Kendra, who I call Kendra the Librarian, because she was the one who recommended the cool books to me, including Intuitive Eating, the one that I use now. But Kendra wrote me this question on day 70, and I thought we could all consider it. This is what Kendra says. Hi, Lori, how is everything going? I just wanted to post something that I am experiencing. I kind of miss the good old days of eating to soothe. I know how wrong it is to use food to cover feelings, but it sure is overwhelming sometimes. The feelings that I have ignored or denied are flooding in. What do you do when you can't turn to your old friend to help? Maybe there is a mourning period where we lose our old friend the food blanket. Well, I get where she's coming from because I tell you, I sure tried my best yesterday and the day before to go eat something and feel better. And guess what? Now that I've been doing all this work with intuitive eating, I can go eat, but food doesn't even make me feel any better. Fooey, what's a girl to do? But you're right. When you're used to covering up your feelings with food and then you find some method to not do that, what do you get? You get to feel those feelings. And sometimes it's not fun. It sure wasn't fun what I went through yesterday and the day before, that was not fun. There was all kinds of bad feelings. And 
I do wish in a way that I could have just like gotten the ice cream and the chips and turned on the junk TV and sat there zoned out and felt better. But I couldn't. And it did make me feel sad because that was such a go-to. I was used to that. If I felt bad, I could go eat chips. It worked every single time. Now, after I ate the chips, I would feel guilty and sad and my tummy probably wouldn't feel good and I would have all those feelings of despair about me not being able to control myself. But in that moment, in that binge moment, I could temporarily forget whatever it was that was bothering me. And so I do have grief over that. But in some ways, Kendra, I also feel good about that. I feel good that my old friend food is just food because it lets me enjoy food more. Like I appreciate food now more for its flavor and I really don't want to eat food overall unless it's really, really delicious or I'm actually hungry. But the coping mechanisms to replace that eating, I don't have fully in place. Some of my coping mechanisms are to, unfortunately, rant and yell and have big old hissy fits to the dismay of my husband. And that's maybe not the most effective thing because ranting, swearing, hissy fits at your husband who's trying to relax is not very good for the marriage relationship. Likewise, when your friend Sandy is texting you nice things, it's maybe not the most effective thing to be, you know, texting swear words back at her. So my coping mechanism of expressing my anger and rage and stomping around like a crazy woman is probably not the most effective. Now, coming out with my recorder on and talking my feelings through, that is very effective. But, you know, I'm not going to necessarily put on my recorder right when I find out that my show's all messed up and start yelling the F word to put onto my show. So that didn't work for me that other day. But you know what Mark said, to stop, to think about that tomorrow's another day, that everything looks better in the morning, to maybe take some deep breaths and calm down. That actually may be effective, and I think I need to work on that a little bit more. So how about you, brave companions? Do you have some thoughts or stories for Kendra about one If you are successfully not using food to cover up your feelings right now, if you are in some manner not using food, are you grieving that old relationship that you had with food? And if you have found some good things to do instead of eating, could you post on day 72 or call the Bravery Hotline and tell us what those may be? Now, on the same theme, I want to give a big, big Bravery Report shout out to Diane the Champion because she called the Bravery Hotline right after she had a binge episode. Now, those of you who might find listings of food that are eaten triggering, then go ahead and fast forward through this bit because Diane tells us exactly what she ate and how she was feeling. And then... What makes it really brave is that she tells us what she plans to do later. Hi, Lori. This is Diane. Hi, Brave Companions. Um, I just wanted to tell you that I have been doing very well lately, and I have not 
had any type of binge episode in about two weeks. And um, I had a kind of uh, two minor overeating episodes, but I was never out of control. But the good news is I had not binged in two weeks and uh, was feeling very good about that until today. Um, you remember from my first call to the Bravery Hotline, um, I binge eat at work and I clean houses and um, uh, binge on other people's food, which is terribly embarrassing and terribly shameful and uh, it's very hard to even talk about. Uh, anyway, so I've been doing really well. I've been very, very pleased uh, that I have been um, in control and feeling really good. And um, for some reason today, it just uh, got away from me. I had my lunch, which was tuna and a uh, tuna patty made with oats and an egg and tuna and an apple. Um, and I think the thing that I let happen was I said to myself, oh, you know what would be so good with this tuna? Uh, an apple is some peanut butter. And I know that they have peanut butter in their house. I'm working right now. I know that they have peanut butter in their house. And I put a little bit in a bowl for my apple. It was really good. But then after my lunch, um, sort of turned into a problem. And I let things get really out of control. And I started kind of grazing on things. So I just wanted to um, share with you uh, what it's like, what a binge episode is like for me. Um, and I would say this is sort of a medium-sized binge. I have definitely done uh, bigger binges than this, and and I, I could have kept it together and, and it been smaller. Um, but here's what I did. I had uh, a couple handfuls of peanut M&M's. I had a handful of chocolate chips, uh, like Nestle Toll House morsels. I had a Hostess cupcake, um, some three little bite-sized brownies that come in a package, uh, a Twinkie, which I can't believe I actually ate that. Um, and by the way, Twinkies nowadays are much smaller than I ever remember them being as a kid. Um, and uh, let's see what else. A couple slices of white bread, more peanut butter, um, and I think that that's it. Um, so that's kind of what a, a binge uh, episode is like for me. Um, it's very frustrating, um, but you know I realize that. It, through my recovery, uh, it's, I'm not going to be perfect, and I can't just expect to read a book or come across a podcast and, and suddenly be cured. Um, so uh, just a little bit of a frustrating day for me, but I, um, you know, I am telling myself that, you know, it's okay. Uh, I, you know, I feel very uncomfortable uh, in my body, I feel full, but, um, but that doesn't mean that I'm a failure and it doesn't mean that I'm a bad person. Um, I'm still a good person and 
the only time that I would consider myself a failure is when I give up and I'm not going to give up. So I kept telling myself that I was going to record if I started to feel that urge. And the interesting thing was when I was in the middle of this just a little bit ago, uh, I kept telling myself, um, go record, go record, go record. And then I kept telling myself, no, okay, just have one more thing and then go record. So it's kind of like that other side of my brain was saying that it wanted to binge. And I, you know, my, my in control part of my brain was saying, no, 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 go record so that you can stop it. So anyway, I finally stopped, um, took about a half an hour or so to get through all of that. Uh, amazing how much you can shove in your mouth in a half an hour. Um, but I just wanted to let you know that I am, I am actually making progress because, uh, I was binging almost every day. Um, up until recently, up until two weeks ago, I, I would say I was binging at least five days out of seven up until two weeks ago. So to go for two weeks without a binge is very good progress. And I'm going to look at it as such, but I wanted to also let you know, um, what a binge is like for me. Um, Anyway, I am not going to restrict the rest of the day. I am going to eat my regular food for the rest of the day. That um, you know, I'm going to eat dinner when I get home. Uh, I am going to the gym, and I'm going to. Uh, I'm not doing cardio. I don't. I'm not a big fan of cardio, so I'm not going to do that. But I am going to the gym and lifting some weights because that was in my plan anyway. So I'm not going to do anything extra to compensate. Um, I'm just going to look at it as a little blip a little hiccup, and move on from it. Thanks, Diane, for sharing that. And I have to say, Brave Companions, I think her approach is probably the best that I can think of to deal with having a binge. Having had many, 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 many robot alien attacks and binges my own self, I know the very, very worst thing that you can do is get down on yourself, be mad at yourself, heap more abuse on yourself after having had an issue with food. And what has worked best for me is just like what Diane did, is don't restrict your calories, don't over-exercise. The next time you are planning to have a meal, try to eat exactly what you were going to eat anyway, even though you may eat a little bit less of it just because you're full from this binge. But don't like tell yourself, I'm only going to eat celery, or I'm not going to eat all day tomorrow, or I'm going to go ride my bicycle for five hours, or you know those kinds of things, because it just kind of screws around with your mind. It doesn't make it any more likely that you're going to be able to deal with your life it doesn't make it any more likely that you're going to be able to stick to your diet more easily. Like I said, even when I was on Weight Watchers and using a regular calorie restriction plan, when I had a binge, if I went ahead and just ate my next meal, I did much better than the times when I tried to restrict or overcompensate to make up for that behavior. So Diane, thank you so much for sharing your story. And Brave Companions, if you would like to support Diane or give your thoughts, please go ahead and post your comments on day 72. Well, 
it's about time to wrap up this experimental podcast to see if indeed my media will post. But before I go, I want to let you know that our brave companion, Suze, has been posting on my Facebook page, and that is at facebook.com slash compulsive overeating diary. So that's pretty easy to remember. But she has been posting very inspirational music videos from YouTube, and I've so enjoyed them. I'm going to put one of them on today's show notes as the resource of the day, and it's called If I Were Brave by Jana Stanfield. And it is a great song with photos of people and captions of all the brave things that they have done. I find it extremely inspiring and cheerful and kind of awe-inspiring because some of the brave things that they've done are really, really brave. So if you want to be brave too, be like Helen, use Speak Pipe or call the Bravery Hotline and do some foolish fun. Tell a joke, sing a song, whistle, play the kazoo, count to 10 in another language, anything. Or if you want to be super duper brave, be like Diane the Champion, call the Bravery Hotline or post and tell us your stories. Until next time, hopefully free of F-bombs and frustration, I hope that you have a fun and lovely life. But if you don't, I hope that you will learn to breathe, to know that tomorrow's another day, and take care, brave companions, because I really, really care. I'm a slave without a master, heading for disaster, kicking up the dust in the middle of the road. Ticket to a seaside thicket on the edge of Puget Sound. And there I'll sit, I'll admit that I was only just a guest inside my skin. And by the dawn, I'll be gone and won't be holding on to anything again. I'm letting go. Bye.